Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to speak with Alan Kohler. He's the owner of Arizona Baking Company, and we're going to find out how local ingredients make their products a little more unique and how they're continuing this bond that's been established for over 4,200 years at the base of A Mountain. Today is April 18th. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to U Arizona, and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM and streaming on downtownradio.org. We're also available on your iPhone or Android by downloading our Downtown Radio Tucson app. On the show, our website address is lifealongthestreetcar.org. That's where all of our past shows are held. You can reach us by emailing contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. You can also find our podcast on just about any platform where podcasts are held. Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Heck, you can even ask your smart speaker to play, to play the Life Along the Streetcar broadcast. And uh, we're going to start today's show with a look at kind of the new festival format. Well, we are in the midst of the 29th Arizona International Film Festival. It's traditionally held downtown. Uh, in years past, we would have seen it at the screening room. But for obvious reasons, they've decided to take this to a new location. But fear not, the film festival is underway. It started on Thursday, and uh, it's going to continue here for some time up until uh, next Sunday, the 25th. And we saw this happen with the Folk Festival as well. They went to this combination of outdoor venue in addition to online streaming and uh, Facebook and Zoom. And we're starting to see this combination come into play. So if you're looking for information, you can always head over to filmfestivalarizona.com for information on the Arizona International Film Festival. They've got their venues uh, all lined up, but they're going to have things at the Mercado, Club Congress, Main Gate. Uh, they're also going to do things at uh, uh, Johnny Gibson's and Etherton Gallery. So they're going to have things spread out, and a lot of their events are online as well. And I think that is the, the new format. You look at online and in person, and those two ingredients make for a very successful festival. I think we're going to see that for years to come. And speaking of ingredients to make things successful, I'm kind of excited to have Alan Kohler on our show today. He is a associate professor at the University of Arizona, but that has no bearing on why we're talking to him today. He's actually a, a Michigan native. He spent some time in New York. He's a former chef, and no matter where he's lived, he's always been fascinated by the local ingredients that are available in different regions across the country. So when he moved to Arizona and to Tucson specifically, he was quite surprised to see the uh, the history and culture of our food heritage, that 4,200 years we've talked about. And he formed Arizona Baking Company to tap into uh, that rich history and culture. He uses local ingredients for his there's wheat and other items that he puts in his mixes for cookies and brownies. 
He's got partnerships with some cool folks here in town, and we talked with him by phone to get a sense of how he uh, got from Michigan to Tucson and what we can expect from some delicious uh, mesquite chocolate chip cookies. AZ Baking Company is, uh, you know, the, the quintessential small business here in Tucson, a community-minded bakery. We launched in 2019, and, um, you know, we have this mission of being uh, embedded and in, in fully engaged in the community, not just through the, through the way that we source ingredients, but in the way that we partner with local uh, organizations around town and have a, 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 a significant presence in the community and um, really highlight the sort of local heritage food economy that's here in, in, in Baja, Arizona. Um, we uh, primarily make premium baking mixes. We have a mesquite chocolate chip cookie mix and a mesquite chocolate brownie mix, and they're all retail facing for, uh, for the home chef uh, where, you know, um, people around Tucson and people that travel to Tucson can sort of uh, work together or work with these local ingredients that are typically somewhat hard to find, a little bit expensive, and a little bit, you know, difficult to work with for the average home chef. Um, you know, I, I came to this for that reason, loving these ingredients, but knowing that most people don't necessarily have access to them because of those reasons. And so what we do is we, you know, we put together these really, you know, frankly, amazing recipes for the the chocolate chip and for the uh, uh, cookie and for the mesquite brownie that highlights the white sonora wheat which has been grown here since the 1600s this wonderful sort of soft low gluten heritage uh you know wheat that's been that that made popular and really highlighted by uh, a lot of the area bakers and chefs like don Guerra from barrio bread um you know that is grown we usually get ours from bkw farms up in marana and uh, you know a couple of other purveyors and farmers around town. Then we also use a mesquite flower, uh, which is wild harvested from the mesquite tree that grows in and around the Sonoran Desert. It's wild harvested by the uh, the the Tahana Autumn uh, community, and we purchase it through the Santa Vera Co-op Farm. Uh, once again, it's a part of our mission is to not only sort of highlight these local ingredients, but really. Uh, be a part of the community by by sourcing ingredients that are grown, harvested, and milled within 25 miles a year. You know, I I, I want to talk more about the importance of that because that is a key component of what you're doing. But but you started this conversation using the word quintessential, which leads me to my next question: How does a professor of English at the University of Arizona <laughs> get into baking? Was it just to impress me with words like quintessential? <laughs> Yeah, no. So it's a it's a, you know, a simple but a fairly long story. So I grew up, you know, I've been a foodie my whole life. I started working in professional kitchens when I was um, 15, 16 years old. And, um, you know, I've always sort of gravitated towards what we can find around us and what's been growing here, both wild and cultivated all around us. So that foodie passion is 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 deeply ingrained in me you know gr i grew up in northern michigan and we'd go hunting for morels every uh every year we'd you know be out there wild foraging for the uh, ramps and leeks or you know anything else that sort of just grew in the wild and i really i really loved this uh connection to the land uh, and so I, yeah, I started working in professional kitchens when i was pretty young and i continued even as i went to i went to undergrad at university of michigan and 
you know, majored in psychology, but at the same time, I was paying my way by by working, you know, in the kitchens at U at U of M. Uh, fast forward a little bit, and I was a I was a chef at a at a restaurant in you know Upper West Side, the Cafe des Artistes in Manhattan, and so this was this was sort of the career path that I was on. Um, but I, you know, I'm that kind of person that has a lot of interests, and so at one point I pivoted and really wanted to travel a little bit, um, and I spent some time in East Asia. Uh, about 10 years on and off, but about 10 years. And that's where I started um, getting into applied linguistics, which is what, what my sort of academic background is in, second language acquisition and teaching. But even that, through my travels and living in East Asia, like I'm, I'm always seeking out the food, not only in restaurants, but in home kitchens and, and what grows there and what's, what's wild and what's a, you know, a part of the food culture in these places. So when we moved back to Tucson, when we moved to Tucson in 2012, I came here for my PhD in in a, in a at U of A, U of A. and um, again, you know, I was just just blown away by what's here. You know, people, I had no idea what I was coming into. I'd never been to the desert before, certainly not the Sonoran Desert. And uh, and you know, the, uh, the mesquite tree was one thing that really captivated me. I, I had a tree in my front yard, and I saw the pods, and I read about it, and heard what people were doing with the drying and the grinding of these pods, and then began to you know dig into the history a little bit. But at that point, you know, um, I also knew that I wasn't really finding a lot of great accessibility for mesquite flowers, for example, um, and and I hadn't tasted a lot of. You know, I, I, I thought I thought that I might be able to do a little better with with the mesquite flour than a lot of the things that I had been tasting, and so I kind of developed some recipes on my own. And at one point, I thought, you know, I think other people would like this, and so that's essentially how it was born from this sort of passion project, this this uh, you know this love of of you know my my exploration of the Sonoran Desert. It was in it was in 2019 then that I applied and uh, went to the Heritage Food Startup Challenge put on McGuire Center for Entrepreneurship and started up Tucson and Tucson City of Gastronomy. And I wound up winning that um, that day uh, that I went through that sort of boot camp style uh, startup uh, uh, coaching seminar. And I, uh, I won that, which got me a place in the idea funding pitch competition later on, but it also got me a spot at the Tucson Meet Yourself a couple of months later. And at that point, you know, I had experience working with mesquite flour and white cinnamon wheat on my own, but I had nothing more than an idea. And from two months, from winning that Heritage Food Startup Challenge, about two months later at Tucson Meet Yourself, I launched AZ Baking Company. And it was kind of a whirlwind, but that first day at Tucson Meet Yourself, it was uh, it was incredibly well received. And we sold out of our product that first, that uh, that weekend in a, first, in, a, you know, in a couple of hours. And I knew that I was sort of onto something. I wound up winning the, um, the food uh, vertical room at the idea funding pitch competition uh, a little while later, which again gave me a little bit more sort of startup capital and a connection to startup Tucson. And that is how I sort of, you know, it's been growing it over the past couple of years, well, over so, a year and a half. Somewhere in between when you got here in 2012 and when you launched your company in 2019, I, I don't remember the exact date, but I think it was 2015 or so, uh, Tucson was recognized as a UNESCO city of gastronomy. And that sort of that designation, we've we've talked about this on the show in the past. That designation really is a um, an homage to how well the current chefs are using the ingredients that have been in this area for four or five thousand years. 
and it sort of seems to fit right in with uh, with your plan uh, for the white Sonoran weed and, and the mesquite flower. So, so tell, Absolutely. tell me a little bit about the importance. I mean, what, why is it important that we're using the ingredients that are, are harvested here, grown here? What, what, what makes that different than using something from a different part of the country? Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's a myriad of benefits to it. One, you know, there are some, um, you know, really great arguments to be made for eating local in terms of, uh, you know, conservation practices and really, you know, trying to cut down on, on, you know, uh, ingredients getting shipped all over the place and, you know, that sort of not being wonderful for our environment. There's also, um, you know, just the idea that we have this food is, is everything, right? <laughs> food is absolutely everything. We uh, all, whether we admit it or not, think, you know, and just, um, you know, live our lives around food. And when we are able to sort of see where our food comes from in such an intimate way, when we're able to you know, know the farmers that are growing the white Sonoran wheat and we uh, know the, the people that are milling the mesquite flour and we're able to sort of talk with people about how these products have been in this region, like you said, for sometimes thousands of years, it gives you the sense of place, it gives you the sense of history, and, you know, I don't mean to romanticize it maybe too much, but I'm not sure you can. It really is a way to be connected to the land and to the history and to each other in the in the present day as well. You know, food is everything. Food is identity. Food is sustenance. And and we, you know, instead of buying a cookie mix that's made from this mass sort of mass-produced wheat flour that is grown in a, just a ton of different places all over to a central location, you know, produced and put out, when you make something as simple as a cookie or a brownie with flour that's been milled down the road from you and, you know, this interesting, unique, you know, mesquite flour that's sustained the region for thousands of years, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's valuing everything that food is and should be. You know what I mean? I, I, and, uh, you know, that, I mean, that I came here again a couple of years after I came here when we got that designation. It was a, it was really an eye opening experience for me as well because it takes a while to get into a place and three years into uh, the, the region, I loved it and I loved everything about it. But it was really amazing to see that sort of recognition, the first of its kind in our country. Since then, we just got we just got designated in their first cohort of uh, food, uh, certified food artisans, the Tucson City of Gastronomy Food Artisan Certification process that just finished a few months ago, and so we're you know just honored and thrilled to have that. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to uh, to hear uh, Alan talk about his his history and how he got to Tucson and his passion for using these local ingredients. We'll be back to finish up our interview with him in just a moment. I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. And we're going to finish up our interview here with Alan Kohler of Arizona Baking Company and talk a little bit about some of the alliances and the uh, partnerships he has formed here in southern Arizona to make his unique products. Well, and your your partners, you mentioned BKW Farms. Uh, I think yep. we've also talked about uh, San Javier, uh, the co-op farm, I think is where you're getting your mesquite flour from. 
And, yes. And then I saw recently you're you're doing work with Mission Garden. Is that accurate? Yeah. So what, you know, to be in community means a lot of different things, right? And we kind of touched on that a little bit, but I'm always, always, always seeking out these new collaborations and partnerships. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes in order to, you know, improve my business and, you know, get, get out there, but often sometimes just to sort of be, you know, as embedded and as engaged as possible in the community. So Santa Barbara Co-op Farm, I reached out to them early on because sourcing, especially when we started, sourcing mesquite flour is a challenge sometimes, right? It's here, it's in our community, it's all around. But to start a business around this very uh, unique product, you know, requires some some work a little bit sometimes. And so I wound up making some great connections over there and, um, you know, the ability to sort of buy directly from them, I pay retail price, not wholesale price, for the mesquite flour that that we use, and um, and and it's just been an absolutely phenomenal um, relationship. And and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely uh, excited to be to be with them. With Mission Garden is another example. So recently, um, you know, I've also worked closely in many different small ways over the past year and a half with Iskachita Refugee Network. And they have a job training program with the, the refugees that they serve. Um, and uh, we, uh, Barbara Eisworth and I started talking about, you know, well, is there anything more we can do together? And I, and uh, we got together with Mission Garden, who is um, agreed to provide the commercial kitchen. And then I'm able to sort of help financially support this, this uh, job training program for Miskatuta Refugee Network. Uh, by having by paying them to produce some of the bags, which is a really great sort of trifecta relationship there. And then, you know, the other benefit of always seeking out new partnerships is you never know what's going to come up. And so uh, a few conversations later, I started talking with the people at Mission Garden, and I know that they have a small patch of white Sonora wheat that they grow there. And so we, we talked and we figured out that I could, uh, if they could get some of that, uh, that, that grain, that they had just harvested, the white Sonora wheat milled, um, then we could make a special run of our bags uh, with just that wheat grown there. And so that's the kind of uh, flexibility and benefit that you have of being a small business that's sort of community-minded. So right now in the Michigan Garden gift shop, you can buy AZ Bacon Company mesquite chocolate chip cookie mix made exclusively from Oh, sorry, it's, 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 a, it's a blend of the flowers from Mission Garden and BKW Farms. And so that really gives you that, that, sense, of, that sense of place again, you know? Wow, and, and, and you've got, uh, what, when we met, this was a while ago, I think it was at a farmer's market, and it may have been through local First Arizona, actually, but we met, and you were sampling cookies, so of course you were my friend. And uh, <laughs> I came over, and I, I bought a bag, it was easy to make, and... Um, Although uh, I think the bag says I'm going to get so many uh, like quarter size cookies and I had like three really big cookies, but either way, they were really good. Um, but now you've, you've grown into brownies, correct? Yes. And, 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 yes. and, and uh, what's, what's next on the horizon? Is there any, is, is brand, I mean, what's the next step or is, are, yeah. we, are we done? No, we're definitely not done. We're just getting started. I'm very much excited. We're, we're uh, finishing up, Sort of, you know, one of the greatest parts of this job is the recipe testing phase, right? And um, my my children, my wife, and all my friends will agree with that statement mm-hmm. completely because batch after batch after batch, you have to iterate and tweak. And I really care about food and how it tastes, right? To, you know, not only am I trying to pull together these ingredients and be 
in community here in Tucson, but everything's got to taste delicious. So, um, uh, you know, it's a great way. This this recipe testing is a wonderful phase. Anyway, so then uh, next up, we're looking at a uh, pancake mix, which will really highlight the white Sonora wheat with that sort of soft pastry that it's able to produce and the really sort of fluffy, light pancakes that comes out of, a, a, you know, using that, that grain. Uh, and then down the road, we have some other ideas about some scone baking mixes or, or, or a couple of other things. The great thing about this sort of um, this kind of product, this baking mix, is that, you know, I'm doing all the sort of heavy lifting with all the recipe testing and getting the things right. And, 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 and to be able to highlight these ingredients for, for breakfast, for snack, for dessert, you know, for, for all these different things, I'm, I'm very excited to sort of you know, keep going because I feel like the possibilities are, are, are absolutely endless. Well, how do people find you? I mean, if they, uh, I, I don't, I don't think farmers markets are as prevalent as they were a year and a half ago. How, how do people get a hold of you? Absolutely. So, um, first and foremost, azbakingcompany.com, and we, we, um, right now, I've, I've been offering free shipping um, or free door delivery uh, for Tucson orders, which is a, which has been really great. You know, able to sort of just drop off a couple bags on your doorstep is not a better. There's not a better surprise, I don't think. Hmm. Um, so azbakingcompany.com um, is definitely the easiest way. We're on Instagram, um, azbakingcompany. But then we also have a lot of retail partners around town. I'm on the shelves at Five Points, um, I'm at uh, XO Coffee, at, of course, Food Conspiracy Co-op, Sky Island Trading Company up on Mount Lemon. And then recently there's been a, I've been getting a lot of calls for uh, sort of curated baskets and, and stuff around town, but those four retail partnerships, um, you know, they're they're it's growing right now, and um, and of course, as I mentioned before, Mission Garden as well. Uh, but yeah, azbakingcompany.com. We have a lot more information on our website about our product and who we are, and it's a it's a, it's great. Come on, check me out. Well, it's it's a fascinating story when you when you start with cookies and and get the the history of this. It's such a dynamic story and it's so appropriate for Tucson and, and you know our urban core when you talk about Mission Garden 4,000 plus years of agricultural history right there it's um, it's great to have you continuing that what what haven't we talked about though what, we've covered quite a bit but is there anything that we haven't discussed that you want to share with us well one thing I'm really excited about right now is that we have uh, made it into the semifinals of the idea funding pitch competition again this year you know startup Tucson I can't say enough about that partnership. I, I owe, and my company owes so much to their uh, incredible hard work and commitment to all the things that we've been talking about today. Instead of Tucson um, is, is I mean, the shout out can't be big enough. They're incredible for small business owners and budding entrepreneurs. And so, um, you know, they had to delay the, again, the idea funding, annual idea funding pitch competition a little bit because of COVID, but it's happening right now. It's happening uh, remotely. And we've, I'm, I'm thrilled because we've been able to, um, you know, compete and, and uh, for, for, some, for some really great resources coming up. So we're in the semifinals of that, and we'll see how that progresses as we move forward. The, the idea funding final sort of uh, pitch competition and, and, uh, and um, event is, I believe, mid-April, and so you can you can find out more information by going to startuptucson.com slash idea funding. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm always I'm always looking looking for these opportunities, and I, I just love the, I love the Tucson and Southern Arizona community. It's an absolute pleasure to speak with you, sir. Thank you so much, Tom. It was really great to talk to you. 
That was Alan Kohler. He is the owner of Arizona Baking Company and uh, talking a, a really interesting story about how he gets from Michigan to Tucson and, and how he has found a passion for using local ingredients and keeping our 4,200 plus years of local culture and food heritage uh, alive here in Southern Arizona. Well, my name is Tom Heath, and you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Well, episode number 147 is in the books. I want to thank uh, Alan Kohler from the Arizona Baking Company for spending a little bit of time with us here on the show. And uh, next week, we're going to talk with Kate Green. She is the uh, new director over at the Museum of Contemporary Art, another one of those folks that have moved to Tucson and making a big impact here in our community. And we're going to find out what's happening at the museum and what we can expect for uh, 2021 and beyond. That'll be uh, next Sunday right here on Downtown Radio at uh, 11 a.m. And, of course, if you have any topics you want us to share, anything that we should uh, be letting the public know about, hidden gems, uh, reach us on our email, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. Maybe hit us up on Facebook and feel free to share our post, and we will share yours as well. And uh, coming up next here, we've got... uh, words and work with our very own Tedsky talking about uh, the labor movement with writers and others involved with that effort. Well, we're going to leave you with a little music today uh, in honor of our guest. This is uh, Aztec Two-Step. It's from their 1975 self-titled album, and the song is called Baking. Well, my name is Tom Heath. This is a Life Along the Streetcar. We're here every Sunday at 11. I hope you have a, uh, a great week, and please do tune in next Sunday for uh, another one of these episodes. Have a great day. <laughs>